Here's the snap back. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin Starr, a 49-yard field goal, and Indiana leads 27 to 24. Austin Ender out, one to throw. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Welcome to the OEO Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. We are back, by the way. We are back. It feels like it's been forever. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. It's at Bragley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. Speaking of back. Finally, speaking of forever, back with us again, co-host Brandon. You can find him on Twitter. It's at Brandon Dubich. That's Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H. What is up, Brando? In preparation for this podcast, I've been blasting mace all day. Just welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Care- careful, not too long. We'll have to pay royalties on that. Less and- than 15. Okay, perfect, perfect. Uh, and as well, you just—that's what we got a producer for. There we go. We as, got, it's, it's got a role. As you just heard, I, I can't believe it. He is joining us on his favorite holiday of the year. Is Purdue, Sir Seth? You, if you haven't already done it, it's National IU Day today. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk to. We'll talk about what day it really is. You can block him. It's on Twitter at Seta Five S E T A H Five. Welcome back, Seth. Enough with the insinuations. All you need me for is Googling stuff. We're fine. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it's time for us to start a new series. Uh, We are going to start previewing positions. And um, if we're high on anything tonight, it's the quarterback position. That's where we're going to start. So, uh, but before we dive into the quarterbacks and give a little bit of a preview, on the depth and uh, kind of who we think is going to start and what we think everything means in the background. Uh, Brandon, any updates around the program since we've last released anything that you didn't listen to? Program. Uh, The program uh, has got uh, crystal ball uh, to a very good offensive lineman down in Florida, the same high school as our current offensive line commit, DeAndre Duffus, um, pronounced Duffus. Um, and there's crystal balls. Uh, he hasn't visited yet to us. If anyone doesn't know what crystal balls are, uh, basically there are predictions by experts. Um, fans can also um, submit crystal balls, but the ones that matter are the ones by experts. And, and I think there are three total. Um, all expectations are he commits on the visit. Um, so that's exciting. And, and then again, um, there's kind of two portal seasons uh, when it comes to football. Um, it's immediately after the season and then immediately after spring practice. Um, and we just offered an offensive lineman, um, a D2 All-American, um, and his name is escaping me at the moment. Uh, but um, so it, it seems like we're trying to shore up um, the offensive line for the future and for the current team. And you can never have uh, enough 
offensive linemen, um, whether they are ready to play or projects. Um, you need a balance of both. And it seems like IU uh, is addressing that. Yes, offensive line, as I think we can all agree, was a a focal point last year that turns out, you know, hopefully we can add as much depth as possible, whether it's from the portal or during the class. Um, the kid's name that you were looking for is Willis Patrick. Willis Patrick from Angelo State, a D2 Do you remember how good Texas. Patrick Willis was? He was so good. Patrick Willis. Linebacker, 49ers. Ah, yes. Yes, I do remember. And playing with him in Madden was, man, he was so fast. I don't think I ever played defense. I haven't played defense on Madden for like a long time. You're like the Bill Murray in Space Jam. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't play defense. I love that line. That's right. Perfect. Yes. Um, don't you guys miss this kind of banter? Right? We do. We do. And me just kind of trying to transition into the quarterback part of this podcast and uh not come on give me a transition of to. bill murray and quarterback come on you, you got anything i've got nothing <laughs> i've got i've got nothing um yeah nothing i don't know well uh it, well you know what here we go uh they said that he couldn't play in the nba and then jordan said you can play in the nba larry bird's white and he says larry's not white he's clear and the clear choice, I think, for QB1 is going to be counter Basilak, right? I don't know. There's a terrible transition I tried. Though. You, I didn't give you much to work with. And sometimes you got to work with what you have. And I use been in that position with the quarterback in years before. Not much to work with. But not this year. Um, I, I think there are two quality starting options and two quality starting backup options. Um, I can't remember a time where we went this four deep in the quarterback room. Um, And again, I mean, I think, I think we kind of saw the DMAC experience um, last year, but uh, again, I think, I think there's ways to build a successful team around any of these four. uh, Most certainly for those that don't know who the four is, it is senior. Jack Tuttle. It is sophomore, no junior. Sorry, the, the COVID year is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think uh, Connor is a junior, but he has three red years shirt to play. Junior, yeah, red shirt junior. I think with three, yeah, three years to play. He left to play. So I thought he was a sophomore because I knew he had three years to play. But again, COVID, whatever. Um, but this is Jack Tuttle's last year, right? This is for sure. Jet since he transferred. Right. Um, let me look through his years that he's played. Uh, um, but so anyway, here. so he's the way got, I understand it. Huddles yeah. last year. Baz has got three years. McCulley's got, um, well, no, Williams has got three years and McCulley's got four years. I'm pretty sure Jack's got um, one more still. Oh, so Jack's got two. I think, yeah. Jack well, Jack's five. a redshirt senior. So I think he's got this year and I believe he can play again next year. that even makes me feel even better about the room michael Mm -hmm. that means we have four guys and no one is leaving and we can we're still recruiting people for this year right yeah we still have brendan soresby to come in he's he's a a fall enrollee so um yeah it's a deep room i hope 
Um, there's a lot of potential, a lot of talent there. Um, we haven't seen Baz in the Big Ten yet. Um, career we stats we talked about. We saw him in the SEC. Career stats. I mean, if you're just a stat guy, if you're just going to look at stats, um, let's see if I can say stats again. Um, 5,000 yards in his career, 23 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, but a clip of 66% completion percentage, which is pretty solid. So, um, you know, maybe he walks in, kind of gives us the, uh, and I hate this comparison, but maybe the, the Aiden O'Connell kind of deal, um, you know, consistently completing passes, whether they're super short dump offs or, I'm not sure. It's that the O'Connell really even th- have to throw the ball down the field at all, or he did enough to keep him honest. Yeah. Okay. Occasionally we had guys. I mean, David Bell's not known for his speed apparently now, but we had some guys get deep. Yeah. So I'm I'm really interested to see what Walt Bell's offense looks like, as well as what Baz looks like in that offense, which we don't know, which is kind of scary and kind of fun at the same time. So, um. So the other guys were DMAC you touched on as well, but Dexter Williams has been fairly um, highlighted a lot in some of the, the spring highlights that we've seen um, has been talked a little bit by uh, my goodness. I just said his name, Walt Bell um, in his press conference as well. So interesting uh, dark horse there. What do you think about Dexter Williams, maybe getting some snaps next year or some, um, the other thing I've thought about, too, is maybe a two-quarterback system. Are you familiar with the big stick ideology? No, explain. It's a West, Western African proverb, and basically it speaks softly and carry a big stick. Um, and that's how I take Tom Allen's comments, right? He is very selective on who he points out, when he pull, um, points it out, and how he points them out. He, before Dexter Williams' injury, it, it, it seemed like Tom Allen couldn't not talk about Dexter Williams. And the same thing could be said for the amazing contributor, uh, Matt Weaver of 247, who has always been very high on Dexter Williams. So, no, we haven't seen him in games. Um, we haven't really seen him, in, seen him in practice for over a year, which I think we'll touch on a little bit in Brando's Randos. Um, but again, the people that talk and the, and who they talk about and what they talk about, I think that's the big stick ideology, which makes me excited about Dexter Williams. And that's the last African proverb I will bring up in this podcast. (laughs) The first and the last, I think so. Um, yeah, we don't have to, we don't have to dive too much into these, into these players. I think everybody knows a pretty good amount about all four of the guys that are already enrolled, already taking snaps and spring so, practice so here. I got questions for you about each one of them. You ready? Okay. You ready for this rapid fire questions? Boom, 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 boom. Sure. Knock them out. Jack Tuttle. What is Jack Tuttle's strengths? Well, I'm not doing a SWOT analysis here. We're not in junior year of high school business class, but like what are Jack's strengths? What are his weaknesses and, and, and what, is to be expected of Jack Tuttle, not necessarily in the 2022 season, but with the Indiana football program. Um, game manager, uh, not a very strong arm. Perfect backup, maybe best backup in the league. Now, 
Um, conference, the, conference. I want to make sure I said conference there. Sorry. So I think you're spot on with that. Did you see Tom Allen's comments on Jack Tuttle? Did not. So here's what he says. Looking at Jack and the way he's been able to grow in his confidence and the ability to make throws he needs to make. I think you hit the nail on the head. They're going to put Jack in the situations that he can succeed. Right. Um, what the thing that stands out to Tom that he's seen is an increase in just his overall speed and accuracy. And here's the thing that I love throwing with confidence. I think that makes Jack Tuttle a totally different player. If he is throwing with confidence. Yeah. Are you opposed to him starting? I'm not. Okay. I'm not opposed to any of the, I think three of the four I would be, I'd be very intrigued by Dexter Williams. If he comes out of this spring into fall practices, QB one, but I think there's two obvious leaders. Yes. I just, I just don't know. And I think we've said it four or five times throughout this uh, podcast since he's been on the team. I don't think you transfer here to not start. Correct. Especially when you've been SEC freshman of the year. So the way I see it going into, I guess, training camp since spring football is concluded, Jack Tuttle is one. A. Jack Tuttle, for lack of a better word, he is the incumbent. I think Baz is is one B. And then I have Donovan as three A and Dexter as three B. I think, I think, I think, um, King Tut and Baz are battling. And then I think McCulley and Williams are battling. Is that fair? I think it's fair. And I think, honestly, I think if they had their choice, this is how I think, I think that they would pick between either Tuttle or Baz to start. But then I think that they would try to put Donovan about fourth on the depth chart just to, to get him another year to sit. Um, if we, again, I'm not even suggesting playing two quarterbacks but I'm not opposed to a 90-10 where you're running plays for Donovan McCulley. You yeah. know, yeah. short, you know, we don't have necessarily a Stevie Scott that can get us three yards on third and two. I'm not opposed, as long as it isn't our only offense, like it was for half a season, to running McCulley off guard or off off tackle. Yeah. Right? Um, that can change be used efficiently yeah. in situations. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't mind seeing, I mean, let's, let's see how many offensive plays are normally in a, uh, in a, in a game 60, right? I think 60 to, I was going to, I was leaning towards like, yeah, I'd say 60 to 70. Let's just, right. let's just call it. I'm that. okay with there being five or six plays for Donovan McCullough. Yeah. Every game, every game. Yeah. I, I, I love and hate the two quarterback system. It worked great, honestly, for a while they were, healthy for Roberson and was it Roberson and Sudfeld? Yeah. That kind of switched a little bit. Um, and it worked great for them. I just don't, I don't know how it would work here, if, uh, but if, Holy if, crap. What if, a change Tut, of pace. If King Tut or Baz are, are snapping the ball 55 times and McCulley is snapping the ball five times. I don't think that's a two quarterback system. Yeah. I don't think so either. I think, I think that a, is a, a strategic use of assets. Sure. But what if Dexter Williams carries the same now granted he's a little bit smaller, he's 6'1, listed at 6'1, but what if he carries the same attributes as Donovan yeah. McCauley though? 
Wouldn't same, you just sit Macaulay? Same, same, but different, right? Okay. I mean, I, I think they can, if they can do the same thing, sure. Substitute everything I just said in the last two minutes with Dexter Williams, and I think it still applies. Does Brandon, uh, Brandon Sorsby. Sorsby, does he see the, the field at all? B Sorbs? I hope not. Okay. We mean that you mean that I'm assuming you mean that in like the nicest way possible, meaning we need to redshirt him. Yes. Okay. Because I I love some B Sorbs and I'm excited um, about him. I mean, I wish I wish D Mac would have got redshirted. It has nothing to do on the player and everything about the development of a program and a secession plan. Secession no great show. Yeah. That's why I think that they'll try to do it this year. I think. I don't know. I'm just thinking long term with this room if you can red shirt him and allow dexter williams to be your third quarterback and red shirt soresby i think you're now granted they're not going to announce it at the beginning of the season kind of thing but i think that you're 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 going into the season with a pretty solid room um so okay let's let's just do this real quick and then we can move on and then we can get to to brandos Brandos and everything else real quick so i'm not going to ask that question about mccully and williams Okay. What is Connor's strengths, weaknesses, and ceiling within the program? I don't know. You don't know. I mean, I think his his strengths, based off what I've seen, are pretty similar to Jack Tuttle. I have seen him make some pretty big throws down down the field, but again, not as like a primary down the field thrower. Um, I think it's been pretty well documented that that's not necessarily a big strength of his. But again, was he asked to do that? in Missouri so much. Yeah. Um, is that something that Walt Bell is going to implement into his offense? Again, there's a lot of unknowns. We're just guessing. Um, and uh, you know what? I'm just speaking of things. I'm just, just ballparking here. Grant Kermel's still on the team. <laughs> I don't think he plays, but I'm just, we'll give him a little bit of a shout. Grant Kermel. Yeah, um, he, 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 he suited up. He did. Um, but, you know, back, back to Baz, you know, I think he has the most. If we're talking ceiling, you know, I agree. Yeah. When it compares to Tuttle, I mean, it's not close, right? Like Tuttle has the higher floor of the two, but Baz, just based on his success in the highest conference you can get to, is exciting. Yeah. Um, Let's do it real quick. We'll go around the room. One, two, one, two, three. That's all we'll do. Three deep on quarterback, and then we'll move on. Uh, Seth, you start. Baz, Tuttle, Williams, McCauley sets. Okay, I said three. Swordsby red shirts. Three. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Brandon. You know I'm going to be a pain in the ass about this. I know. Opening up training camp, Tuttle is getting the runs with the ones. I think Baz has to take it away from Tuttle. I think he does. But I think at the starting of training camp, Tuttle gets the run with the ones. So I am going Tuttle, Baz, Williams, because I can count the three and went to IU. (laughs) I'm going to stick with uh, with Seth, um, Baz, Tuttle, Williams, McCauley, red shirt, Soresby, red shirt. So, OK, 
Anything else we need to add on this position before we get to your randos and Seth sack? Nothing else Seth says. So um, I am the only trans uh, transition I have to our promo is the fact that I'm wearing one of their shirts. And that's the Monon Track Club. MTC is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport in the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and add to Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs in the shop. This seriously sick shirt that I got on, it's an audio platform. You guys can't see it. Uh, but they've got hoodies, koozies, all that cool stuff, stickers. Um, as a thank you to our listeners, they're offering 10% off. They're still doing it. Use promo code LEO10. That's LEO10 at checkout now. Let's get to everybody's favorite part. The whole thing you guys have been waiting on the entire time. Brando's Randos is back. What do you got, man? I got, I got, I got a few, I got a few. Um, now, if you're listening to an IU football podcast, the end of April, you must either like us or you like IU football. Either way, or I you're think bored. this is yeah. relevant. Mm-hmm. If only for my own intrigue. What did you guys miss most during my absence? Um, a competent uh, co-host would be a start. Um, somebody that cared. <laughs> um, somebody that took their session, their section of the podcast seriously. <laughs> um, that's it, though. That's it. Not a lot. What did you enjoy the most during my absence? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, I, I enjoyed spending a little bit more time with Seth, I guess. Um, but not really. <laughs> All right. We don't have to spend any more time on it. Okay. I just, I just wanted one, get you a little uncomfortable and, and B, see what the answers were. I'm so go. glad this dynamic is back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, ba- uh, last silly one. Is this the best nickname quarterback room ever? Like, Sudfeld really didn't have a great Sutty. name. It's yeah. just kind of weak, right? Like, Suddy's like a cool hockey name, I guess, but football, it's kind of weak. You know, Penix, ugh, you know, I mean, there's the jokes there, but not not really. Um, Diamond didn't really have one, but, like, I'm loving King Tut. I'm loving Baz. I like D-Mac, like, kind of an all nickname room right yeah yeah i'm with you um sorbs like dexter williams there really isn't anything there but i like it okay yeah yeah i can yeah, you gotta make you connections that. with these players i guess you know yeah um, i can agree with you on that one for sure next question next rando i got here is we talked in a lot of absolutes during this spring offseason series so I'm going to I'm going to ask another absolute. Is this the best quarterback room depth wise? Not it doesn't have the best quarterback ever, but I'm talking 1 through 5. Now only the the real fans are going to know this one because how many people could honestly name a depth chart 1 through 5? Um I think this is the best depth quarterback room ever at IU yes which is scary. And I mean that recruiting wise I mean there's some there, you know look at where Tuttle was coming out of high school look yeah. where Baz was 
coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, look where DMAC was coming out of high school. B Storbs and Williams weren't high, but they weren't low, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially if you're looking at you know what Sorbsby's ESPN ranking. Um, there there are some really high like recruiting rankings in that room right now. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I think that this is I'm gonna I'm gonna lean toward yes. Yeah, I'm gonna go towards yes on that one. Best depth quarterback room at IU ever. Yeah. History. Yep. Ever. Yep. Okay. Um last question as it pertains to IU football. What are you what Michael, what do kind of a two-part question? What do you think about the secrecy surrounding the Indiana program? Question to you, Michael, and then question for you, Seth, to think on while Michael's answering. Can you think, uh, like, has Purdue ever done this? Can you think of another program that has less hyped their spring? Michael, you can go first. Yeah, I'm okay with it. We kind of touched on this a little bit pre-pod. I'm cool with it, man. If we're not going to do the whole hype machine uh we it's all business kind of um chop wood baby yeah i mean just just sticking to all business in the off season we know we just came off a very disappointing season and and to come out and be like come check out our spring ball look at this cool people that we have this is so cool and then like come out and disappoint again i don't think that they've got time for that so i think that um keeping their head down, you know, nose to the grindstone, um, you know, blinders on kind of approach is yeah. uh, probably going to be beneficial. I think in the long run here. So, um, yeah, no, ahead. I can, com- I completely agree with you, but I think it depends how you have, like, what is your personal outlook on things? Cause I think there's a glass half full and there's a glass half empty. I'll start with the glass half full, which is everything you said. IU did the noise thing. We banged our chest, you know, when we thought we got ripped out of the 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 bowls. We banged our chest all last offseason, making it the most anticipated IU football season in history. We were, the program was loud. And we're eliminating the noise. We're yep. focusing on what's important. I think that that is glass half full. Yeah, I've I'm seen a lot of glass half empty saying, Last season lost the fans. You need the hype. You need the anticipation. You need the rebuy-in. You need like being quiet isn't a way to sell tickets, get butts in seats, create buzz around the program. People are calling it poor marketing, no. poor opportunity, you know, not being opportunistic, letting the bad taste of 2021 linger. That's the glass half empty approach. And there are people in that camp. I don't think it's anyone on this show, but I do think people exist in that camp. I mean, what's the point in getting people hyped up now for what, you know what I mean? I mean, there's a lot to say, look at the recruiting class. uh, We We just called it the best quarterback room depth wise in IU history. We have some impact transfers. We, we changed our offensive court. There's things to bang the drum about, Michael, that just I, aren't getting the uh, almost, no, no, definitely purposely 
not banging the drum on those things. Yeah. Come fall ball, I think that the drum will start getting beat. And that's what I think. I think you'll start seeing some of the things that they've been working on all spring. I mean, you've seen some of the some of the highlight things that come out. The one big one, the Sean Shivers uh, run. You've seen some stuff with Cam Camper. Um, the little tidbits that they do put out, um, I think, are, are generating a decent amount of buzz. But I think they're doing it on purpose to, to keep expectations where they need to be um let's 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 call how it is the team probably sniffed their farts a little too much and thought it didn't stink last year (laughs) right and i I think that's what they want to eliminate i guess i mean we had a lot of injuries which didn't help um but i think come fall ball when you've got a definite qb1 you've got a definite everybody can kind of start to see your system play out in camp you've got media around um, I think that that kind of generates a lot more, but I think by sticking just down, you've got all of these new players that have come in, you've got everything you need to get set up with them. Just, just keep everything simple and, uh, we'll keep it in house and keep it moving. So I'm okay with it. It doesn't bother me. Um, doesn't bother me at all. My I'm season in the tickets camp of are already purchased. Full. So our season tickets, our season tickets are have been purchased. Okay. Seth hop in. Yeah, so Purdue's kind of had this situation, I think, almost every year of Brahms' tenure where we've had kind of quarterback drama where it's been, is it, you know, is it this guy, is it that guy, who's it going to be? And, the, you know, um, and a lot of these guys, they think it's a tactical advantage that nobody knows who their quarterback is until they roll out, you know, play one of this uh, in September. Um, and a lot of these, I think of a lot of the coaches nowadays more like politicians than coaches, like everything they say and everything they put out there is so crafted in a specific marketable way that I see both sides of it where you are missing out on marketing opportunities, but at the same time, if you don't, um, you know, you have to kind of craft the expectation as well. So I really think it's kind of interesting, you know, the ones who shy away from it, are they hiding something? Are they thinking they have a tactical advantage by not showing any of their cards ahead of time. Um, so I just take everything with a grain of salt. So I don't think there's, you know, I definitely think the glass half full glass, half empty analogy works here. Um, but I also think that pretty much everything that happens in the spring could be a giant smoke screen. It could be exactly what plays out in fall. It's all just kind of a crapshoot at this point. So don't, you know, don't read too much into it. Thank you for the, the compliment on the analogy. I know I'm great. We always hear what we want to hear. JK, JK. Uh, that's all I got. How was oh, that? Good for uh, good for the return of Brando's Randos. Yeah, that'll work. It'll that'll do. That'll do, that'll as you say. That'll do, big. All right. Do. I think we need to change the name of this next part, uh, just due to recent surgical. Um, I still have the sack. The sacks. <laughs> the sack still exists. I don't know. I don't know what myths I needed to debunk with this. So producer, <laughs> producer Seth can still have a podcast sack. Yeah, but there's um, nothing in it. So I, I did notice that my uh, production notes removed the Deshaun Brown reference. So if anybody wants to hear a wild grinder story about a oh, former, my goodness, former IU this. football wide receiver, I'll encourage them to look that up on their own time. <laughs> Here are the fun ones. Uh, all right, so I watched two things. The uh, and I'm blanking on it. The Lakers TV show and Jerry West is allegedly pissed about his portrayal uh, in the TV show. And I also watched about 15 minutes of American Underdog, which is unwatchable. Um, 
the Kurt Warner story. What is the worst true quote, quote unquote, true sports movie? You're going to have to re-say that because I looked up this grinder story. But oh, you, haven't, you haven't heard this. Oh, My goodness. Brandon. I didn't this share is, this in group. Yeah, this is a, I, this is a not a PG-13. Story. No, we can't discuss this on the pot, but everyone look it up. I'm, I'm, I, I can't focus on anything else. OK, yeah. He's, so he was off the team before this. Yeah, happened, well, yeah, so. yeah, he was way off the team before it happened. So allegedly, um, allegedly, 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 yeah, in the portal, allegedly. Well, he also hasn't been charged yet officially. So innocent until proven guilty, Seth. I guess. Yes. Um, but that is okay. Uh, so, so, so go back. Oh, it's sorry. All right. I mean, I just had. Yeah, to go back to your question. <laughs> just go. Just break it all the way down to the quote. Don't break everything down. That you Worst watched. true sports movie allegedly true sports movie oh my goodness this not, so is rudy the worst one because they don't know if it's true or not joe montana he, claims it's not true and he was off sides and all that nonsense yeah and it's notre dame movie, rudy though i don't hate it uh we're i wish you would have gave us this question beforehand to like prepare the rookie um Ooh, that was a boring movie. Yeah. What about the one with um Mark Wahlberg when he was on the Eagles? Invincible. Oh, Invincible. Yeah. That the movie's not of, great. No, the Legend of Bagger Vance is really boring. Oh, too. It's super just boring. News fest. It's not mm-hmm. bad. Um, if I'm looking to fall rookie. asleep, yeah, give me. I'm the trying rookie. to fall asleep on a Sunday. Bagger Vance could be the way I go. Um, is Airbud true? No. Okay. unfortunately <laughs> all right uh i got one more and so there's always good sports movies though that mm-hmm. redeem these bad ones mm-hmm. so what is the next true sports movie you want to see a movie of, or what sports event sorry that you want to see a movie about i have two that came to mind immediately and this is not a doc this is like a movie version uh cubs 2016 game seven and uh, something on the 85 Bears. There's just, I think there's a lot there. I'd rather see Game 7. But... I'm not sure the 85 Bears would really be so much about the actual that's game what, than it would be I'm about thinking. the actual team. Um, yeah, the Cubs, that's good. Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe, Maybe Butler's run back-to-back yeah. championships. Yeah, I think it would just have to be the Gordon Hayward. About, no, I, I know it. It's Tiger winning um, the Masters a few 20, years ago. 2019, I think it was. Yeah. That'd be a good one. That would be a good one. I'm just trying to think here. Um, I mean, they're not going to do Alabama winning a national championship every year. They they're do. Not gonna... Man, what, what, about the, how about for, what about for a lifetime movie? The hostile that happened at the Louisville basketball program. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or maybe either Lifetime or like Skinamax, like one of them, you know, could go either could go either way on that. Yeah, there's a restaurant booth that can never be used again. That's for sure. <laughs> didn't he just get didn't he just have some conversa- conversation about like sex with like the media or some sort of like magazine or something too let's move on speaking (laughs) speaking of sports movies um you know seth doesn't care about this but it is little five week 
and uh, Breaking Away. Yeah. There is and Breaking Away is an okay movie. It's not good. It's not bad. If you haven't seen Breaking Away, um, it's a solid, especially if you love Bloomington, especially if you you get swept up in, in Little Five Fever. Um, so I will admit to this. Uh, my brother won Little Five in 93. I am a lover of that movie. And I know the IU fight song because of that movie. Still have never learned the Purdue fight song. Hey. Because you're that. secretly an IU fan. That a boy. All right. Uh, super quick round. Favorite sports movie. Go. Oh, uh, remember the Titans for sure. Wait, is this real or, or yeah, anything? Yeah. Well, it could be anything, I guess. Oh, God. I'll go with Happy Gilmore. Oh, Friday Night Lights for me. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, on our other podcast, we've had two IU football references now. Oh, yeah. In multiplicity, they play, I think it's Illinois. Illinois, uh, he's yeah. watching a movie or he's watching a game day and then uh just the other day we did ace ventura and uh peter stoyanovich the kicker is the kicker for the dolphins yep that's true that is true iu football and hollywood are hand in hand so okay uh that's it guys um Let's be sure to check out the pod on Twitter. It's at podcast LEO. As we get closer to football season, it will pick up more than just podcast announcements and retweets by me. Uh, be sure to check out running uh, back room next week, right? That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, sure, that's going to be a fun one, that man. Be a fun one. That'll be I interesting. Mean, a lot of Jalen Lucas love coming out of this podcast. And I think. Shivers and Henderson. Yep uh seth is doing i'm not sure what that's called um i believe the running man is that what they call it okay cool i get it be sure to download rate review follow all this stuff on all of our platforms that we're on if we're not on one that you want us to be on i guess let us know but i'm pretty sure we're on about everything there is so uh we'll talk to you guys next week when we talk as we just said about the running backs tell them we love you guys elio elio happy holidays elio Peace. Oh, wait. No, that's the wrong podcast. He said it. <laughs> Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much. Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio.